0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. We are live today, got a bit of a special going on. I've just invited in the Billster, who's going to put some time aside for us today and chat about mental health. We're going to have a good catch-up as well because it's been a long time and the importance of well-being. Here we are on the build-up to Christmas and the importance to not feel lonely. That's the kind of um, ethos, I suppose, foundation I'm looking at here is I just don't want people to feel lonely at this difficult time for some of us. Um, and also acknowledging the fact that you know a lot of us struggle, we don't even realize we're struggling. We, we, we there's hard ways, difficult ways of expressing ourselves. So it's just, I suppose, important to acknowledge that we're here, we're functional, we're healthy we are looking after ourselves and we are building ourselves up to a better future for ourselves you deserve to be here your percentage of of being here is absolutely is is one in god knows how many million that you're that you're here so we must take advantage of that and we must cherish that and enjoy every aspect as we can um and like I said for me christmas was always a bit of a difficult time um even though i was surrounded by family even though i was surrounded by loved ones friends i still felt h- incredibly like that so it, it's it's really important that we uh you know we utilize this time to to reach out listen and understand and uh just basically make people make sure pe- everybody feels the spirit at christmas and as i chat away the bilster has arrived hey up bilster how's it going mate Banter! banter! Christmas banter! <laughs> I know you come straight on with the banter, mate. How are you?
1: Good, man. Very good. I, uh, I'm i currently just uh, sat down here watching the Back, Back to the Future 3. Oh, lovely. Uh, got carried away. My dog's just next to me here and um, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm doing no. good, man. So you're on your Christmas, um, is that one of your Christmas ah. movies or is that just something you've done today? What? Back to the Future? Yeah. Uh, No, just trying to tell you, mate. Oh, okay. It's only because, like, um, some people have rituals, don't they? Like, Kieran, I know he watches... um, Oh, he's going to cripple me for saying... What's that famous movie that's not really a Christmas movie, but everyone treats it as a Christmas movie? Die Hard. Die Hard. That's the one. (laughs) <laughs> um he watches that religiously every single year so it's uh and i know that we watch um elf normally the one with um yeah. yeah thingy mate boy um we watch that every year so that's kind of like our way of getting into our christmas spirit is by just those little tiny rituals it's like the 24th as well is coming up and we always have like a big buffet pickety. it's a religious thing we do every year so like you know it's sort of you know pigs in blankets and everything but little condiments everywhere so you can really help yourself and feel party like if you know (laughs) what I mean well well some people say that it's it's
1: not it's Christmas don't start until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Plaza exactly Um, what is what is your thing that lets you know that's it Christmas has started for me it's when I see the Coca-Cola truck advert that that tells
0: me (laughs) Do you know what mate that's exactly the same for me. it used to be which i'm absolutely gutted we don't was a toys r us advert we used to be the one oh, for me yeah
1: there's a magical is place it it's yeah. under one roof it's tied in a bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> all under one roof it's yeah. called Toys r us. <laughs> yeah man and the thing is as soon as you so you never saw that i'll give a shit about that all year round and then oh santa's going past my house <laughs> the no music way. is blaring outside mate he's early, going he? past my house. Uh? he's early he's just doing a little tour mate because obviously this is uh the little john mate do you know what i mean so yeah. he just wants to make sure he really lets me know that this year i am definitely not getting a christmas present and i am not on the the nice list <laughs> You're getting a bit of coal are you i'm getting a bit of, i'm getting a clementine mate and a bit of fucking coal oh <laughs> mate um but yeah same thing for me mate same thing i i the the, the co-cola truck mate it just sort of sets it all off doesn't it yeah yeah you, that, know, you um, know as soon as you hear that
1: holidays are coming holidays are coming
0: holidays are coming holidays Here's Here's the the season season. Exactly, and that's what it's about, mate. It's 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 just um, you know, I, I know we've all got those rituals, and i like to say, Kieran's Kieran's. I know his is the the Hans Gruber thing. Um, no one quite gets it. Um, I don't personally get it, but then you know, I've never been into that sort of. That'd be like watching Rambo for me, I suppose. Mate, but- let
1: me let me just stop you there. Funny you should say Rambo. Um, yeah. so Rambo is a Christmas film as well. Just to let you know.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, and, but I've never thought of it as a as a Christmas film until my mate um, put this uh, one of them uh, memes up the other day, and it said we're all going on about Die Hard being a Christmas film. But you know, John Rambo was the true was the true sort of like Christmas first film, and uh, it is. There's a you can see when they're in the police station, they've got all their Christmas decorations up, yeah. and and of course when they have the the big gunfight, I'm not ruining this film for anyone. I'm sure everyone's seen <laughs> no.
0: First
1: Blood. Um, yeah, they're, they're, all the Christmas lights are on in the town
0: oh okay mm. but i don't think you you might ruin it a little bit for some people uh the younger generation in the sense that they would have never seen it because i well, let me tell thought,
1: you younger generation people if you haven't seen it then you're a bloody disgrace you are you <laughs> i said to my
0: daughter the other day comment what it was i was watching a film and i was like oh do you not remember this and she literally went no as if i was like decrepit and i was talking about fucking when i'm cleaning windows george formby types fucking movies it was almost oh, like my dad no. going, "Oh, do you remember when uh, mate boy used to go when I'm cleaning windows? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, mate?" And <laughs> then he'd show me this black and white fucking movie, and I'd be like, uh, "Just don't fucking get it, mate." It's almost like now I'm talking about movies that I used to watch, like Back to the Future. That's a classic one. I said to the girl, she put it on a, a couple of weeks ago, and they were like, "Nah, that doesn't sound fun at all, Dad." And I was like, you "Fucking get what? out!" So now Back to the
1: Future doesn't sound fun.
0: I used oh to God. I used to have three daughters, mate. They're all homeless now. <laughs> <They're> fucking, <laughs> they are fucking out, mate. Because half of the films I was saying, I was like, do you not remember this, this, and this? Have you seen this? And they were like, no. And I was like, I just, I don't get it. I, but then there was a car sat beside me yesterday in, in the traffic lights, and he was playing this music that I can, I, I think they call it music, but it was described as shit to me. So um, I, I get it. It's a generational thing, isn't it?
1: We're getting to that stage now, mate. Where you know, like we. Um, <laughs> so when you know when I, I was listening to I don't know whatever garage UK garage when I was you know younger or you Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. The old people used to go,
0: oh, it's just all clanging and banging, and oh, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. We're at that
1: stage now.
0: I'm at that stage where I hear clanging and banging and uh, whatever it is. How she she ain't fucking ho- my my she ain't homophobic. My bitch is gay. <laughs> <laughs> is, is a lyric that I heard the other day. And I was like, my girlfriend isn't homophobic because my bits are so, so... And I was like, I was like, I don't get that. I really don't. And they, the lyrics, mate, and I, it is. You get to a certain generation where you go, no, I'm not really interested in evolving now. I just want to stick to what I know, which is 80s and 90s, with the 90s is the, the big bit, isn't it? Where the garage and you had house, you had fucking techno, you yeah. know, had all this shit, but it wasn't like it is nowadays for me.
1: No, man. And, and, you know, speaking of, of music and, and Christmas and stuff like that. So what was it a couple of years ago They, I think they stopped playing baby it's cold outside on the radio, didn't they? Because they were saying that, you know, it could be deemed that, um, the guy was trying to ply this girl with drink and, and yeah. like, keep her at, at this, at his house and that. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, I saw a comedian, um, delivering, <laughs> this uh, stand up the other day and he was going on about it, and he said he said you know that song got banned let's compare the lyrics of this song to um what one which was number one last Christmas in a certain state in America right, right. and so baby it's cold outside was baby it's cold outside I should go home uh, my mum's my mum's gonna be worried or my dad will be worried blah blah, blah but baby it's cold outside uh, and maybe I'll stay for half a drink more. Right. So that's one lyric. Not, not actually, that's not the lyric, but um, you know, similar yeah, yeah. people know the song and then the, um, they compared it to the first line of this other song, which was um, bitches and hoes uh, need to get on my cock. Uh, <laughs> lick it, licking it, it, making it wet. Suck it, suck it, bitches, bitches. And it was uh, what, do you know what I, I, I mean? That I one, don't get it though.
0: Absolutely fine. I d- I just don't get it, mate. I don't get the lyrics. I don't get what it's about.
1: It's, it's political correctness gone mad, isn't
0: it? Yeah, but it's like... Uh, well, I, I don't know, mate. Everything just seems a bit fucking backwards nowadays. And I don't really hear lyrics and as they're meant nowadays. Like when you when you add old when you listen, if you ever listen to fucking Prince, Purple Rain, mate, you yeah, know yeah. you listen to a fucking song. Do you know what I mean? It gave you goosebumps. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh yeah, goosebumps. It, oh, it, I love it, that song. It's, a, it's like one of my classic faves, mate. And I just... Anything from Prince to be... Well, not anything. That's probably wrong. But Prince is amazing, you know. And and, I, and you listen to fucking Simply Red, you know. And you think Fairground. That takes me back to the fucking early Fairground days when I was about 13, 14. When it what, came out. Think, Simply Red. They were proper fucking tunes, mate. Yeah. But there you go, mate. Anyway, you know, it's it's... But the build-up to Christmas. Are you ready for Christmas, though, mate? I mean... I don't
1: know... <sighs> I mean, I, I kind of am. I kind of am, um, but it's kind of. I'm just kind of lucky that uh, my wife makes me ready for Christmas. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
1: I'd probably still be sat here with no decorations up unless she, you know, maybe get the decorations out and yep. put them up. I'd be sat in the house. There would be no lights outside the house unless she made me put the lights up at the, ha- you know, in the house and the icicles and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, there, there would be. Pfft, maybe i would have bought like two or three presents that would be it you know because i kind of leave that down to her because she has like she listens to people throughout the year and knows what they want and i don't so um yeah. i am ready but purely down because uh, my wife squared it away basically
0: I think fucking men are like that though, mate. I'll be honest with you. I, this is probably the first fucking year where I've, I've genuinely struggled to think about fucking, and and it's probably the background of stuff. But even today I was like, I, I, I have no idea what to get anybody. I don't, it's not even, I just don't, I've got like this creative fucking mind at the moment that I want to do so much. And I'm actually fighting fucking massively to try and keep that going. Uh, but it's like, I've got no motivation. But if, if it hadn't been for my missus saying like, today we went out and got our Christmas shop, which was the first time I felt a little bit Christmassy. I also stopped in to see my parents because um, my dad uh, just got some amazing news. He is completely clear of cancer now. So That's he fantastic. is off. That is great. Yeah.
1: What, what a great Christmas Christmas news.
0: Literally, mate. Heard it a couple of days ago, mate. Um, he, he's completely free of cancer now. He's got a PSA of 0.0 fucking 1. It's like, and I'm something like 0.04 at my age. So he's got a less PSA count. But what it is, the big part of it is, and and this is the mental health boost, I think, is um you know he's endured that from the last four years of going through um he had to have hormone injections every three fucking months uh, and what that's done is it is it's dragged his testosterone down so he lost fucking all his hair on his arms and his legs he still grew facial hair and still kept his hair in his head but he he lost a lot of minerals i mean you can see the after effects of um radiotherapy because you can see it in his skin and stuff like that. It has done some damage, but he's still yeah. here. That's the fucking that's the fundamental point. Is he's still here? Four years ago, he was m- months away from being diagnosed with potentially having it terminally if he didn't, you know, catch the signs. So he's yeah, endured that for yeah. four months. But now, the the key part is, and people say, "Well, sorry, four years." Um, the key part here is. Although he's been on these hormone injections, which has managed to su- subside and keep it keep the cancer at bay, the, the point is now he's able to stop taking the hormone injections and start getting his body to produce testosterone again. So he'll start feeling like a man again. He'll start getting the hair back. His testicles may drop. I don't know. That's my father, but you know. Um, but the the thing is, that's just some good news, mate. And we and we often look about about that as it. it We all know, uh, and we all know somebody uh, close to us that hasn't been able to be that lucky. Um, And I think that that's the most important part is when you go through that point and and you get there and you realise that you are one of those really small percentage of lucky ones, that you've just got to celebrate it and and at the same time the beauty was he put a nice donation into the cancer uh, charity he did i've done some things along the way as well because it's really important i think to try and keep building that momentum to try and beat it you know so we don't feel those problems again you know
1: yeah mate i totally i totally totally agree with you you know you know well you know that you know my mum died of cancer and um you know my brother had cancer and my nan died of cancer you know um I've had a lot of people die of, of cancer that I know. And um, yes. the drama is with these, um, you know, these various cancer charities and stuff like that is because nobody kind of sees the effects the you know, the positive effects and stuff very often. No. they um, Would I say they, they get put on the back burner? Maybe not. No, but they, you know, there's, there's some people that would, rather give their charity money to a different charity because they can see the effects. So for instance Yeah, no no you know, definitely go, like, okay. right. I got a I can give I can give uh you know ten pound to a Cancer Charity or I can give ten pound to uh dogs trust for instance. Well they can they can give ten pound to dogs trust because they see that you know the dog's getting fed, it'll get a new little blanket. You
0: yep. know, it's good. It's yep. good stuff.
1: You know what I mean? Cancer, That's what we all look for. Yeah. With, with, with the cancer stuff, it's like, you know, that 10 pound is, is funding a scientist or a, you know, biologist or someone like that. It's funding them for another hour to stay in work, to, to try and develop some kind of, um, some cure. Do you know what I mean? Or get closer to a cure to, to, to stop cancer. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, you ain't going to see these results. You, you you ain't you know you're not going to get you know Mike the PhD bloody Mike um, running around going oh okay I've got
0: another tiny little milliliter closer. You don't yeah. hear of it. Do you know what and, I mean? And the thing is, and that's the that's the biggest problem. And I think that it's like anything. Anybody I know, right? So. You are, you're either one of these people, you'll give to charity constantly, or you're one of these people that you'll, you, there's three spectrums. You either give to charity constantly, you either give to charity as and when you see the need. So maybe it's poppy day, you go and buy a poppy and you'll just happen to put some money in the charity. Or you'll go and see someone and go, yeah, you know, fair enough, I'll, I'll give you a quid, I've got a quid on me, whatever. Or you're yeah. the person at the other end of the spectrum where you literally can't abide charities whatsoever and you avoid them. So I I think that there's three different people, and I don't think there's many people that, that, you you know, you'll fall into one of those, you, you know what you are. But the thing is, most of us, the people that give to charity are very, very, all the time, are very, very small. Those people are a unique group. Then you get the ones that do it as they pass by. They're a very sort of unique group because people are out normally with their heads, you know, stuck in their their ass and just walking around. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum, the ones that don't get, they're, they're the ones that you don't really see, but there's a big majority of those. So you, you've got a really, really small field. So what you're going to do is you're going to, as you said, give to a charity you see and you're like, well, I love fucking dogs. I can see that that dog's going to get rehomed. Exactly like you said.
1: Rephrase what... that
0: initial, uh, that initial sentence, mate, because that's that sounded quite bad.
1: Well, what's that? Sorry. I said rephrase that uh, initial first sentence because that sounded quite bad.
0: Oh, did it? Sorry. What did it say? What did I say? Sorry. You said you love fucking dogs. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love fucking dogs. I fucking love dogs as well. Sorry. That's why I made fucking love I, dogs. Because I was that's it. Proper, yeah, that's I, was, I was proper transfixed into trying to try get this point across. Um, <laughs> I, I fucking love dogs, mate. <laughs> I there love you go. Dogs. Okay. That's better, mate. That's better. <laughs> but poor but poor old
1: Casper, is, mate.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you'll find that. Most people will start giving to a charity when they 've either been affected by that that certain thing, so yeah. maybe since you 've not 've had maybe you 've had no no children uh, you 've had children and then all of a sudden you have a Down syndrome child you 'll start realizing that how supportive that that charity would be so you oh, yeah. 'll start doing it and, and, and a lot of us will do that so it 's like me i do I give to cancer not as often as I should since my dad got diagnosed with it and I absolutely i painted a fucking uh, a snowboard and, and did it into a spartan theme and learned loads of new painting techniques to try and get this and then au- auctioned it off but would i have done that through my normal day-to-day process absolutely not i can I now on start and i'm not a negative person but i just wouldn't have done that whereas i think now you're affected by it you will start I, I actively now look for that type of thing um but then again there's so many cancers which one do you go for do i keep generic and go You know every every cancer or do i go prostate cancer because that's what was affected to me in my life do you know what i mean yeah mate yeah Yeah, so but it's a it's a mental it's a mental health minefield you know but like you said i think that the biggest like you said the biggest part of this is 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 trying to get those goodwill stories out there those good stories because like you said if you're not gonna if you don't see results you're not gonna put money into it it's as simple as that yeah You've got no reward and we all thrive I mean, at reward. When when
1: do you hear of the Salvation Army apart from at Christmas? You on never do, the,
0: mate. The TV. You, you don't.
1: But they are working nothing,
0: constantly around the year, every day of the year. Do you know what I mean? But could you imagine Salvation Army could you imagine a, a Christmas without the Salvation Army? I couldn't. But no, definitely not. Do you know what I mean? And they do an
1: absolutely amazing, amazing job around the UK. Uh, and I'm yeah. not sure if they're in other countries, but for, for anyone, the Salvation Army, their well, I kind of sort of their main um, thing is they sort of like come out at Christmas and they um, they feed. In fact, no, they're definitely in America. I think, aren't they? The Salvation Army. Well,
0: I think they are. Yeah, I think they've got a. Yeah. I don't think they're as big as what they are in the UK, but the UK, like you said, they they feed people. They're really focused yeah. on homeless, aren't they, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, and they have brass band
1: of- and that to sort of like generate a little bit of money, um and then they they you know give the homeless um you know shelter and and feed them and and even I think you know it's not just like a soup kitchen; it's like a proper meal. You know what I mean, like a Christmas meal yeah. for the guys and girls. A full
0: Christmas meal, mate. Yeah. So and, fun, fun. And, and and they get by, like you say you don't they can only afford to do an advert campaign at Christmas because Christmas is when most people are sat in front of the TV. Um they're also it's when it's all traditionally the coldest period yeah. although our, our weather has been all over the place let's face it it was minus seven last week and this today it was 12 degrees so explain yeah. that fucking shit to me know, <laughs> so but but that's why they do it you can you understand their purpose but at the same time they don't have a lot of money but you you if, if you think about it you're only going to give them a fleeting bit of cash every time you buy you you go buy yeah but you know they, they they like you said they do this all year round um, but we all often focus on rspcc or rspca those things that are in our faces all the time or marie curie things like that you know
1: yeah definitely mate there, you know there is certain you know certain um charities that you that you will see all the time you know the, the like you say nspcc protection for children you have your your, your mainstream cancer charities um
0: but you know cancer it, research UK and all that yeah cancer
1: research like I say mary curie's is a good one um click sergeant you ever heard of them click
0: sergeant i haven't heard of click sergeant
1: click sergeant are really good at um helping families deal with with cancer not necessarily um you know the the patient the patient's getting um you know seen by the doctors and that but it's it's the the family knowing how to uh how to look after the family member how to keep your mental health strong and stuff like that click sergeant very good
0: Oh, okay. That's a fantastic
1: uh, but, one, mate. Yeah, they're really good. Um, and uh, but also the one that, um, and it's funny you should say earlier. You know, you only kind of if you deal with a certain charity, it's because you might be have had help from them and or, or been you know affected that drawn you to them. So when my brother got sick, he was he was twelve, um, and you know turned into a teenager whilst he was going through his treatment and stuff like that. So we really got heavily, heavily involved with the Teenage Cancer Trust. Oh, wow. Um, because, um, you know, one of the problems that people kind of don't even think about is you've got, um, you've got the children's ward up in London. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, very famous, uh, great Ormond street hospital children's ward, which is yeah. what he went into. Oh, did he? Yeah. He went into, cause he was 12, um, wow. when he, when he had his thing. So he went into the children's ward. Now you've got to bear in mind, you know, he's 12 about to become a teenager. So they went, okay, right. You're, you're, you're. 13 now we'll put you into the adults ward well the adults ward with all the other cancer sufferers or uh, cancer um patients was full of like old men and and stuff that you know would uh, you know got lung cancer or they had liver cancer really to relate to exactly so there's this fantastic organisation called the Teenage Cancer Trust and they were sort of like that midpoint they're not an adult yet but they are um they are the teenage uh, the teenagers, so so they done stuff specifically for them. They had a ward specifically for them. So he's too old to be a child. So he's not playing with little kiddies' toys. He's, he's too young to be an adult. So he ain't got like he don't, don't require a you know a telly with a TV Times magazine and stuff like that. They had you know teenage stuff to do. Uh, which was really, really good. So we, you know,
0: Xboxes and stuff that they can relate to and want to be a teenager for.
1: Mate, it was ultimately, it was, you know, I spent a lot of time up up there um, with with my brother whilst he was getting better. And, um, you know, it was just like a constant youth club. It was brilliant. There was, you know, specific guy, people there to, to help the the guys with their schoolwork, if they wanted to help with the schoolwork, bit of education, but it was also yeah, like fun activities, pool tables, table tennis tables, um, you know, arts and crafts, there was books, computers. It was just absolutely brilliant, mate. Absolutely oh, brilliant. And that's, that was up at, um, King's college hospital, London. Um, and it was floor, oh, what was it? Floor 12. I want to say T 12 or T oh, okay. one of them anyway, but yeah, absolutely fantastic. Really, really brilliant. So really is, is, give money it's, to not,
0: them. it's not just that as well. It's also, you know, you, you're the older brother, um, you know, you're naturally going to be, and, and this is where I think we dive into the mental health aspect and why that click Sergeant would have been absolutely perfect. in that sense is because we forget that, although, you know, your brother has this horrendous, um, illness he is being absolutely cared for the 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 best care you can you could that you can afford basically, you know, obviously there is is levels and we understand that, you know, Christ, you can go to, um, there's another story about cancer in a minute actually, but um, I only found out the other day, but you you know he's being looked after, but the other beauty thing is, is you're naturally going to worry about him as an older brother, you know, you're going to be, although you want to scrap and have a little bit of a fun, you know, I remember fighting with my brother when he was younger, they're the fun elements of having a brother, Um, but you you know, you would have been sat at home worrying, you would have been sat there but you don't need to worry because he, you see physically in front of your eyes he's being looked after, he's being cared for, he's in the right environment. You said all the good keywords, the positive keywords, and you could see even just or even hearing your voice, um, you know, you could see that you elevated, uh, which was really good because it, it was it means it was a positive experience for you that he's, he was looking after, and obviously that we have the beauty that you know he's he's he managed to survive it
1: well yeah and these and there was you know one of the lowest times one of the absolute lowest times and i kind of had a bit of a uh, not a breakdown i wouldn't say it was a breakdown but it was just i i felt so helpless was um so it was during my brother's treatment and we had to we had to live up london we had to live in a, in a hotel for months and months and months and I, I got called back from afghan uh afghanistan because uh you know he was sick and what have you but my mom had yes. fallen <laughs> at the most inconvenient time, and broken both her legs. Oh and shit! She, yeah, she fell down the stairs, broke both her legs, so she couldn't she couldn't like, push him around in the wheelchair, or she couldn't be there for him. So oh, I was I lived up in London. You know, I was his carer for for months. And um, anyway, there was one. It was a couple of weeks into it, and I I kind of they were saying like, oh, you know, you've got to get him to eat and that. Yep, yeah, no worries, no worries. But what he was doing was he, because of the treatment, he didn't want to eat, right? He just right. Did, he weren't hungry and it made him feel sick. So we'd sort of like be in this hotel and be like, oh, well, what do you want for dinner tonight, man? He'd be like, oh, whatever, you know, sandwiches or we can get McDonald's or something like that. Yeah, no worries. So I'm getting him to eat and I'd go, oh, okay, I'm going to get in a shower or something like that. So I'd get in the shower, I'd come back out and there'd just be, you know, the crusts of the sandwiches left or, you know, an empty box, empty wrappers. And I'd be like, are oh, you eating? Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. Thanks very much. And what I didn't realise was he was just thrown out the window. He was wow. thrown out the window, so he wasn't eating anything at all. Uh, and we went no. into this, uh, and I didn't know any of this because he was telling me he was eating. And anyway, we went into this, the one of the doctors, one of the surgeons' uh, rooms for um, you know for a catch up sort of thing. And they weighed him, done all these things. And they said, "Listen, if uh, we uh, we need to put a, a feeding tube into him now," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, well, "Within the next hour." I was like, "Whoa! How wow, this has escalated?" They went, Look, "He's he's lost so much weight. Um, you know, he he will die within a week if he carries on." That's that's how skinny he was. He just had nothing on him. Yeah. Um, and it was, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't his fault. But I, I lost it, mate. I lost it with the doctor. And I said, what the fuck? I said, you know, why hasn't this been identified up until now? I says, you know, I'm." I'm and I looked at my brother and I was saying, what are you doing? What What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, you, I'm giving you all this food. Where's it all going? And he was like, oh, I threw it out the window. I'm not eating. So that was, I just felt helpless then, mate. Like, Literally, yeah. if he's, you know, he's not, he, he ain't, he's had the cancer removed, but now he's going to die from malnutrition.
0: It's like fucking hell, oh, hell we get anything face. worse and that's the so thing is it's like you said you're. It's the helpless bit you feel because yeah. he, he he had a reason to not want to eat it, 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 it's as simple as sorry, that
1: doctor's barking
0: there that's all right he that's he's got a reason to not want to eat it's making Still him sick. There, yep can you hear me uh can't hear you
1: Man Cave Sound entered the live studio. Can you hear me? And Angie's back as well. Angie came, Andy back, came back. Right, okay. Can you hear me, mate? Yeah, I can hear you now, mate. Okay, cool. Right, listen, yeah. So I was saying, so that thing, the, the, the ones like Mary Curie and Click Sergeant and stuff like that, when I was at my lowest and I was so absolutely helpless, they, they, they gave me some counselling. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They gave me some counseling mate. They, um, they sat that, you know, sat me down and, and was chatting to me and, and were clearly kind of explaining stuff. Uh, you know, what I might be feeling and you know, what's going on and stuff like that, because I was in the, with the doctors all the time, but the doctors are concentrating on the patient, you know, my brother, but it, they wasn't, they weren't worried about me literally watching my brother deteriorate every single day, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So that's what they, that's what these other charities are are absolutely fantastic for.
0: Yeah, and and do you know what that and and it's those little co- it's, it's it's those little bits is is that that you forget about uh, you know when and that's that's where I you know I had an absolute horrendous time when I first found out my dad had cancer. I I genuinely was in panic mode. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I mean, when I found out, I was already dealing with. Um, I was in probably the a mid flow of dealing with my depression. So I was being seen by a therapist anyway. And, you know, I'd not long been diagnosed with depression and, and um, PTSD. So it was kind of like I, I just completely lost the fucking wheel to live, mate. I just went into full um, like panic mode. So what I did was when I found out he had it, I went straight away and booked a, ta- a tattoo. So I had a fucking like, uh, I've showed you, didn't I? That remembrance t- style tattoo on my leg.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, like the tribute. I I bought my dad uh, a fucking like because I said, well, he's, he's gonna want to walk because I want to I want to keep him active. So I went and bought him this. Um, I went and uh, bought him this fucking walking stick that was from this proper professional. You know when you go, in, it's almost like a like a shooting place. You know if you go into and you buy your jackets and everything, but it didn't have the guns. So it was that type of, that type of attire, like very gentleman's oh, sure. attire. You know, but then like a country store yeah like a country store so i went in and bought this absolutely amazing um fucking oak um walking stick that was full height so he could stand up you know full on and um and then i went and bought in this specialist buddha and uh, uh, doll that there was only 10 of them ever made in this shop that so was to promote well-being and health and it had a little tiny buddha that was inside and you take that with you it's made out of clay I just went absolute batshit crazy, mate, and it wasn't until afterwards, and you were sat there and went fucking hell, because you just, I, you feel almost like you said, you feel helpless, and you know, you, 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 very much have been able to relate to that too many times in my, in my eyes. Oh yeah. Um, oh, it, yeah. Of, of being helpless, and it's kind of like it's the knock-on effect. You don't realise that whenever you hear something negative or some bad news, it doesn't just. It's almost like um, a, a, a classic is like the you know the sort of. I suppose the easiest way is like a nuclear bomb, although it's probably not relevant to talk about nowadays. But you know, where you've got the initial impact zone, that's almost like your close immediate family. And then, but you get the ripple zones afterwards. And those ripple zones are the ones where people still feel it. And, and even if you hear about such and such, oh, do you know fucking Dave? Dave, um, you know, passed away or, you know, died of cancer or whatever. You still get that little shudder, that little fuck. And it might not even be that person who's close to you, but that's just another negative. Um, sort of memory that you're putting in your in your brain. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, mate. And yet, and that's where we have to. And that's where I I always always um, beat the drum. Or do the fucking drumbeat. Um, that's why I always beat the drum about well-being and be careful about what sort of news you watch. So be careful about what sort of information you take on board because you don't realise how much it affects you. Um, I know that there was a little spout, and this is off off topic, but there was a little spelt, and I think men do it, is, you know, you send each other these fucking, li- these crazy videos. You don't realise by watching these fucking videos all the time how much it affects you.
1: What, you mean like all the memes and stuff
0: like that yeah but all the like you know the, the the difficult ones you know the ones you shouldn't really be watching you know, you're not should be watching but you know what i mean it's kind like of you see things Ukraine like, war ones and that yeah the ukraine war. in it's, it's just a constant barrage of negative news if you're watching constant memes about um you know negative stuff about the wars and all that you've got to really filter what you take on board
1: well mate you know i um you know in, in my new role um in welfare I am. Um, I'm very the opposite of quick to judge, so I, I take my time now. Um, you know, whereas let, let's let's say okay. A typical example would be, you know, a few, few years back, walk down the street and you see. Um, uh, let me think. You walk down the street and you see a geezer you know with ain't, ain't had a shave stinks you know um fucking ain't got no deodorant on um you know he's in ripped clothes and stuff like that and you just go oh you scruffy cunt. do you know what I mean have a have a word with yourself blah blah, blah. but then uh, but then you sort of like if you if you just took your time and you sort of got to know this guy and you'd realize that this guy is he, he's doing that because he's got kids that he would rather you know use his money to give them food and, and get them to school and stuff like that. He ain't got time to, if, if, he, if he had a shower or if he, you know, if he done certain stuff, he wouldn't be able to get to school on time. So he, you know, and if he he, he bought clothes for himself, then he wouldn't be able to afford the school uniforms and stuff like that. So I'm very, I'm, I take my time now I don't judge people yeah, yeah, very quick because you never know what's going on behind the scenes in people's lives. And sometimes you get, you get people um in life uh, i'm not saying necessarily just in my role but you get people that come into you and they they are screaming and shouting and and, you know because they've had this issue that's going on that they're not happy with and they they come to you because they they think you are you are the problem you are what's gonna if they shout at you you're gonna solve their problem uh and now a lot of people could turn around and go get the fuck out you know what who are you to come in here shouting at me but once you kind of get past that initial thing calm them down and speak to them and say right what what's going on and they go actually it's not that that isn't the reason that i've i've come here for do you know what i mean that that isn't the reason why i'm so angry the actual reason is you know my children are sick um i'm sick do you know what i mean i've got all this stuff going on so me complaining about i don't know the parking parking uh, car park charges <laughs> isn't the yeah. actual reason why I'm so mad. The fact is that I've got so much going on behind closed doors.
0: Yeah, exactly. I and, can't and you know,
1: cope with these little little things that piss me off, such as car parking charging.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and you know, you you've hit some like really key points there that people don't understand is also like when you got mental health, I, talk, I say all the time, one of the things that's going to go is your is your hygiene. You don't you stop looking after yourself. You stop caring because about yourself because you've got priorities elsewhere, elsewhere, so you're thinking, I haven't got time to have a shower, because I've got to fucking do X, Y, and Z. And and that is, the problem is, that's why you should never judge a book by its cover. Um, and also, like you said, I'm a very angry person, I, I can be, and sometimes I can sit there and lash out, and I go, and people will go, fuck me, mate, what was that about? And it's not that problem, there is something that is at home, it, In predominantly it is home life, that you get these issues, um, there is obviously work-related, problems but bullying etc etc but most people will come into work and their problems will lie somewhere else but what they will use is uh, you have to remember that we spend more time at work than we do at home normally um, waking hours um, so those people around you will feel the brunt of it because you're all there you need to vent you don't want you can't vent at home because that's the problem so where else do you vent so you really have to be careful about you know how people are providing they don't come in like a bull in a China shop and start fucking swinging fists. Oh yeah. You know, that's obviously a no, no, but then you know that we should never get to that point. And that's what we're trying to do here is stop ourselves from getting to that point. Um, I had one guy actually, and this was back years and years ago, I was in the RAF, I was in the RAF, I'd left the RAF and then I became a civvy, but stayed where I was working. And I had this guy come into me as a Sergeant. And um he asked me to do a little job for him on the graphics and I said to him, Well, I can't do that certain job, mate, because um it's not covered in the hours. Now the hours are because we were contracted out, we were by the REF, the REF paid a certain amount of money in a pot to to Circo, the company, to do a certain amount of things. Anything out of that remit had to be funded somewhere else as that's where contracts work. Um, he came in and asked me for something. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I genuinely couldn't do it because it was against what my company was doing. It would have cost me money to do it. So I just said, I can't do it. He absolutely fucking like shouted at me. He started fucking spitting in my fucking not spitting my face, like physically, but, but spitting while he was talking, he practically fucking raised his fist up to me and all of this. And, and I could have retaliated, but I went stop. I fucking walked away. My boss overheard and my boss came in and dealt with him and he left. So I put in a complaint and it transpires that he'd literally three weeks before had a very, very, very messy divorce and he lost everything. Um, And he didn't get to see his kids until they went through it because she wanted to sort of have the kids. So he had a lot going on in the background. Should he have spoken to me like that? Absolutely not. Um, and, And if anything, the fact that he was feeling like this it was known to his boss that he was like this because it's not the first time he's been like it. I then question why the doctor hadn't signed him off and said, you need some fucking help and support. Yeah. Where's the help and support. That's the problem is everybody knew about it. He came over and apologized, said, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Well, he, he came over. That was the last time he wasn't physically allowed to come and see me ever again. Um, that was one of the stipulations. The RAF said he wasn't allowed to come up to me and see because of the way he spoke to me. Um, but, everybody knew about it but nobody had done anything so you're you're kind of giving you're kind of giving him a gun and a bullet and then asking him to walk around and not put the bullet in the chamber he's going to fucking do it at some point something's going to tick him off and the tick off was he was probably bored he probably wanted something to do in work because he needed to keep himself focused this was a personal project so it would have kept him happy and i was the blocker i said no because of the x y z reasons behind me so i was the guy i all i did was basically load the chamber for him and then he fucking pulled the trigger and away he goes and that could have cost him his career that could have escalated if i'd have been in a bad mood and i fucking we ended up throwing blows we'd have both lost our jobs
1: mate it's uh it's a it's a tough tough world out there mate but listen
0: what is the topic of today well I don't really know mate. What do you fancy? I had a few in mind because I was, I was trying to sort of G something up and get something locked in. And I didn't really know what to, I think really, um, a big topic for me is overthinking. Um, but, but at the same time, I think it's also, I, I want to address, um, you've done three, three, you've done three potties on overthinking there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's why I was trying to think what, I mean, what do you fancy talking about, mate? Well, I was thinking because it's this time of year, Yeah.
1: Um, for some, it is an absolutely fantastic time of year. It is the best time of year. It's the time of year that everyone looks, well, I say everyone, that a lot of people look forward to. They can't wait to get to this time of year and they celebrate it big time. They are happy. They are seeing everyone. But for other people, it is real tough. And yeah. I mean, the toughest of tough times. And I want to speak, I want to see if we can speak about just for a little while, um, you know, perhaps tough. Why it is so tough for men, for fathers, for, you know, um, you know, male members of society at this time of year, um, you know, and what we can do about it.
0: I mean, you know, That's a very, very easy subject for me because I'm the latter person in that one. Um, I used to love Christmas. I used to absolutely thrive on New Year's Eve. It used to be my go to and then it changed when I had children to Christmas. Um, But for me, I always see Christmas now as a negative. Why do I see it as a negative? mainly because it's a long time off. I need the time off from work. We all need that break. If we, if we got the opportunity to get that break, some of us are still working in between, but it's a long time off that I save a period of time for because my family love Christmas. They fucking piss Christmas out of everywhere. My missus walks around, puts a tree up in fucking end of October. She put it up in October. She, in fact, she wouldn't take it down if she had the fucking options. She loves Christmas that much. Yeah. But yeah. for me, I find it difficult, and it's always and and and. Do you know what? It's not around the. Um, it's not around the car crashes because although they were this time of year, I still deal with that. That's more of a PTSD thing for me, uh, and I get the anxiety when I drive in. But for me, the reason I feel so horribly lonely at this time of year is because I'm not surrounded by people. I'm not. I don't have my work head on. And one of the biggest things that got me through, and I say got me through, was probably detrimental to my fucking health in the long run, would be I focused on work. And I think a lot of men do that. I think a lot of men focus on work. Work is their driver, and their home life is often second. It is often second, although some of us, some people use it as a as a reason to get out of their primary job because of their home life. And then they go back and don't whatever their reason is being. I think if you if you've naturally got this worry about finances, because it is a very expensive time of the year. We forget we remove all the religious aspect of it and we just. Pump in fucking money and buying things that we don't really need. we could buy during the during the year. they hike the prices up, so we we have to feel the brunt of that and 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 as men, traditionally, we are the main bread earners in a lot of relationships, so we have that to endure. We feel if we're out of work for me anyway, if I'm out of work, I could be earning money in work when the relative fact is i'm I'm off anyway. And then you got the you couple that with seasonal effect disorder, which some of us feel anyway. You you know this as well that you've got early uh, dark dark days, miserable fucking weather. You're not doing anything, so you're not focused. You've stopped. Your mind's gone from probably working a hundred mile an hour to working two mile an hour, and you actually go into a, na- a negative effect. And a lot of people, like I did, you turn to drink because you just think I'm just going to fucking drink till I get a bit fucking tired and I'll fall asleep, you know, or you, you just sit there and get depressed. And I know that's a lot to take on, but that for me is the 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 basics around Christmas, you know, and that's what happens is and until I find something for me personally, something that gives me that focus during this time, um, I, I, put a fucking light up today and I felt absolutely amazing. It's a new fucking light in my living room, in my kitchen. Uh, it was a Christmas present from my mum and dad and it's a, on a rope and it and took a little bit of sort of jiggery pokery really to get it in. I was wiring it and took an hour of time. I felt amazing cause I felt I had purpose for the day. And it's a lot to take on, but that, that for me is what I feel. So I, I'm the former. So I, I love Christmas. I love mm.
1: everything about Christmas. Um, I don't have any children, um, and people would say that I'd, I'd enjoy it even more if I had children, and I totally disagree. I, I disagree as wow. well. I totally disagree right now, and I'll tell you my reasons why, and this is what I wanted to talk about, some, well, partly some of the reasons I going to talk about. So... When I when I think of Christmas, I think of, um, ultimately, like you said, time off work, right? It's time yeah. off work. It's coming back to your house, which our house is a, uh, you know, and, and, I, and please, if anyone's listening, I'm, I don't want to rub it in. I'm not rubbing it in anyone's face. I'm just explaining my situation, right? So my house is a very, it's a nice house. It's me and my wife and my two dogs, and the place looks like, Fucking Santa's grotto. You know, what I mean, there is decorations fucking everywhere. The tree is beautiful. The house is lit up like fucking national lampoons.
0: Yeah, love um,
1: it. Chris Griswold everywhere. Yeah, the fucking even the the couch cushions get changed at Christmas to wow. Christmas cushions. Do you know what I mean? We are we are in full swing Christmas mode. So when I finish work, I come back to a, a my sanctuary where I, you know, I get to see my wife. I. Uh, I'm in fucking Santa's grotto. My dogs are snuggled up to me because they're, uh, you know, cause it's, it's that time I get to have a fucking drink when I want to have a drink. I get to eat a copious amount of fucking cheese, Yep, which is delicious. Um, and there is chocolate absolutely everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. And I know that the countdown to Christmas, I can have a little chocolate every single morning. Yep. when I open up that calendar and it gets to Christmas Day. And throughout this whole period, you know, I'm, I'm going around. I'm seeing friends that I maybe haven't seen for a year. Um, I, I'm seeing family members that I haven't seen for a time. People give me text messages that I ain't heard from for a while. Yeah. Um, and then Christmas Day, you know, I mean, I've had I've had three Christmas dinners already this year, mate, at Christmas parties, right? But I'm oh, still, amazing. It's, it's fucking brilliant. And I'm still looking forward to that Christmas Day dinner where I'm going down to see we're spending it with my wife's family this year. Um, and you know, we're gonna have a lovely Christmas time, blah, 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 come back. And it's still a little bit of time off just to relax and eat and enjoy and stuff like that. Right. However, I, if I had children, I would already be by now going fucking hell, how, how am I going to afford the, How am I going to afford their presents that they want? How am I going to give them a good Christmas? I've got more mouths to feed. I've got to now, you know, they're off school. Uh, I've got to entertain them all the time. I can't relax, which is what I do. You know, at Christmas, i fucking relax. I I chill out. I've got to look after the kids now. Um, I've got to do activities with them. We've got to go places. I'm now having to buy tickets for places, which is going to be, you know, more money, more expense. I've then got to, you know, hide these presents that I've bought them around, you know, in the loft or whatever. I mean, I don't know what families do, but... You know i've got to do all that then uh, you know their friends are going to be coming around they're going to be wrecking the house they're you know the missus is going to be going nuts because the house is in absolute turmoil uh you know uh, and it just it just seems so much more stressors uh, on, on on an already very very stressful period in a lot of people's lives especially with you know the energy crisis and stuff like that like for instance right um and and this is me sitting here with you know i've got my house is warm uh, I've got the, uh, you know, the telly on. The, you know, the dogs have been fed. Blah blah. blah. She went round to get um, what did she get done the other day? I think she had some nails done. She went round to this woman's house to get the nails done, right? Yeah. Christmas, Christmas decoration nails or whatever, whatever she's got done. They look really, they you know, they're really, really good quality. Lovely red glittery nails, right? Yeah. yeah. But she said they both sat there in um, this woman's house with their
0: jackets on because
1: she because she ain't got no she ain't got the heating on
0: and that mate and that's the that's the reality of everything you said there see i dream of a life or, or or not a life i dream of a, a christmas where that becomes like that i haven't had that because i've got a 16 15 and a 30 a 12 year old so you know they're all although there will be a stage where i will get that uh, that element back and it will also i think probably be better because i'll be able to go around to my children's house in the sense of going i can go around there get fed three times and then come back to literally sleep on my sofa so that, that i know it will get to a point where it'll be slightly less stressful i know and i see that in my parents but it is it's inherently a stressful time mate and we put the heating on the other fucking day mate and you know you the the average price at the moment is 12 pound a day so 12 pound a day to have that on so if you're going around and you're on bare bones as it is that's a very difficult time and it's like my kids want when they give you a Christmas list, it's not just a Christmas list. It's like my daughter wanted a new phone this year, but she wants an iPhone. So, you know, you you don't have to pander down and there'll be a lot of people out there that go, you know, you don't have to pander down to your children, but you, but at the same time, I look at it as I want the children to have things I never had. And also I don't want them to be in a situation where they're getting bullied because they haven't got the things. It, it, it's kind of like a really, it's a minefield as a as a parent. And I think that's where the stress comes from. Although for me, this Christmas I am trying to change. Uh, it's been a bit of a shit one to start with for me because I've rollercoasted, but I am constantly every day talking to myself in, in not in a mad crazy way, but keeping myself reflecting so that I can actually look at that possible. Because what you said there, It's fantastic. Going around to people's houses, sitting down, like you said, getting text messages, all beautiful things that should be associated with Christmas. But the stresses are there. That's the problem. And, and, And the stresses are the ones that wipe out a lot of people, which is why December and January are one of the highest suicide rates in men because that's a fact that's a fact that it's a fact that is an absolute fact of when they it's because it just gets too much i mean january is the highest month ever because that's when the credit card bills come in from uh, from november and january uh, from november december but that's when a lot of men just go i, I can't fucking do this if i see if i'm going to work another year to be in the same situation next year and i'm going to grind through what is the fucking point well, listen. I I just want to I, I want
1: to uh, jump in there, mate, if I can. I just want to say to all the men out there that are you know feeling feeling down at this time of year, and uh, and especially those guys that are maybe feeling you know a tough time because they can't get their children the things that they want. Like you just said, there, mate. Right. You you have to remember that that this. <sighs> On Christmas Day, your children might be a little bit sad if they didn't get that expensive present that they that their mates got or what have you, right? But your children will understand as they get older. They will one hundred percent understand.
0: 100%.
1: We mentioned it before on a, on a live, a previous live that we'd done. You know, I, I grew up. I wasn't. I wasn't poor. We weren't on the bread line. But we, you know, I mentioned my old man used to have to sell stuff all the time. And we, you know, I never had stuff for very long and stuff like that. Right. I can't really remember a Christmas or a birthday that I didn't get anything that I wanted. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't really set my bar very, very high, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember one year, my main Christmas present was a computer game from a Game Gear. Remember that? Sega Game Gear. Sega Game
0: Gear. Amazing console.
1: Yeah um and also uh, another year my main present was a bike and um you know I, of course my mates are cutting about with all these like muddy foxes and all whatever was the the bit yeah. the best bike at the time I got the um the ha- the Halfords orange Apollo bike which well, was I
0: had the blue
1: one <laughs> the orange one bright orange it was 99 quid right yeah. but you've got to remember I mean that didn't matter the fact that I got this bike was brilliant because I could then cut about with my mates on this bike you know what I mean it was it was brilliant. right so but as I you know as I've got older I've understood that you know my old man and my mum were doing the best fucking job that they knew how to do they were getting me everything they could within their financial status yeah you know what i mean but i had to remember that you know my i need you know my health my health and the well-being of the family and you know i had a quite a big family i had three stepsisters um and a younger brother and sister and me, um, you know, we, we all demanded different stuff or wanted different stuff. But ultimately, heat in the house, electric, um, food, all cost money. Uh, and you know, I was never ever hungry. I was never a hungry child. I can't really remember, um, you know, being so cold or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? but but all those parents out there that you're worried about like the presents and stuff like that and 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 things like that just remember you are you are doing an absolutely fantastic job you're doing the best job that you know how right that exactly. you so don't it, just remember your children will get older and they will understand and you know what? If if they want if they wanted this game or this toy for Christmas Day, and you never managed to get it to them, guess what? Listen, it's going to be cheaper in the Boxing Day sales anyway. Exactly. It's going <laughs> to be bloody cheaper, right? And you can always say that Father Christmas he just you know he got lost on his travels and that, or, or, or or the present fell out of his bag, and the elves have now had to make a new one. You can make up this stuff, right? So so don't stress yourself out, guys. And also. Absolutely. For these for these guys, um, you know, if you're a parent and that and you are maybe separated from your partner or your wife and and you're you're away from your children, um, you're away from your family, maybe just remember that yet again, your children will understand they will understand totally as they get up as long as you are a parent, as long as you're not one of these dicks that. Is purposely, you know, avoiding your children on purpose, or you've—I don't know—you've—I <laughs> well, I don't I, even I, I, know. Well, I, Do you I, know, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to get at that. You know, these people that you know, or or if you're putting, for instance, drugs and stuff like first over over getting your children's presents. And, and you know what? And, and that's then the you're the fucking dick.
0: Yeah, and and that's where we get this. But and I and I literally said this the other day in a podcast, and I said about how. You know for, for me it's i i look back now at what my parents were and they did absolutely exactly like you said there was always meals on the table i always had you know um clean clothes and the house was always warm and that's the be all and end all of it we always had a car to go places so we were quite you know we were quite well off in that sense you know we, we were fairly happy so i i look back now uh, and I'm the parent now, and I'm the one that's that's got these three children because my mum had. I've got a brother and a sister, and we all set. We all wanted different things. I wanted the snake board, but I wanted the snake board pro because it had the suspension on it. And Adrian didn't really care; he just took what fucking anything. And my sister was like, she wanted makeup and all, and it all costs money. And it's all things like when you, when you've got three demanding children, it is quite it is can be quite stressful, but. At the same time, do you know what? And and this is what I've done the last couple of years, is I've been brutally, and I don't mean brutally as in I'm an arsehole, but I mean I have been I have been honest with my children and I've said this is what I can afford, let's get something in those but in those boundaries and, and let's let's do what we can. And then what I normally do is I normally stretch myself a little bit more to get them a couple of little stocking fillers that they wouldn't expect. And I, as I think as long as you're not Doing what you've just said, uh, no. as long as you're not doing, going out and prioritizing drugs and drink over your family responsibilities, because if you're doing that, exactly like you said, you're an absolute fucking dickhead and you're a, you're, you're a deadbeat, you don't deserve fucking children. But if you're open and honest and you make sure that you can provide as best as you can, you do exactly what you can do in the remits of what your capabilities are, then I think that's the achievement you need. That is 100% achievement.
1: Now, if you are a father, uh, and of course, because this is a men's mental health uh, thing, yeah. but, you know, if you are a father or a mother that are separated from your children um, at this time of year, it can be so extremely, extremely tough. Um, seeing all these adverts on TV, the, the stereotypical Christmas picture, the, you know, all this stuff that's all about family and, and stuff like that, and, and children and stuff like that. Um, just just remember, right, as long as, as, long as you make that effort, to to uh, attempt to see your children um to you know hopefully see your children and 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 have a great experience with them just you know the best that you can do the best that you can do and sometimes you know what the best you can do is just spend time with them
0: exactly yeah
1: and it doesn't matter you know if you've bought them you know a, a little um selection box maybe because that's all you can afford um but it will be. Sorry, my telly's just come on. It's been on pause for ages. <laughs> Hang on. Um, yes. Yeah, so if you you know can spend time with them, they will remember that. And then when they get older, when they get older, you can explain to them. Listen, I you know we, we, your your mum and me, we weren't together at the time she was making it because I, I know about all these these different different um, family dynamics now. Sometimes mothers don't don't like don't or well, they use their children as a leverage that the yeah. father but to punish the father ultimately yeah they do and they do and they and i'm not I,
0: this isn't a, you know a, and it works a, both ways it works both work ways both sometimes, way, sometimes the father a, does it to the mother yeah yeah a of lot course, lesser, it's, not, it's not a, a lot more word. rare yeah but at the same time, inherently, it is traditionally, and we and we have to look at statistics, and this is the honest statistic is, it is traditionally women that take hold of the children, and they have the children, and they do use it as a leverage. You will see your child on the day that I give you. Some do. Some. some do, some yeah. do some do not all but and and yes there is men that do the same i'm not going to pay you if you don't do such and such so there is yeah. we do get the wars between families and and sometimes unfortunately if you're separated it, it, they don't always go amicably, do they? They can be some difficult ones. But at the same time, I will say, despite your troubles, do what you can for the children. Even if that, like like uh, Bill just said there, just spending time with them. Because later on in life, here I am now as a 41 year old fucking grown adult, and only, I say grown adult, well, I act like a fucking child, but um, talking about the other day, reflecting on being a child, and I'm reflecting as a father. So it does. It does absolutely last for a lifetime.
1: It really does. And you know, let's let's um, let's look at this greater picture. Right? Um, you might be a guy out there separated from um, your your wife and your or your girlfriend and, and your children. And at this time of year, uh, you might you might get that chance to go and be with your child, but it might only be in the company of the mother and let's put worst case scenario in her new partner or her new husband right yeah now you might absolutely hate or detest your ex-wife your ex-girlfriend and the partner and what have you but just think about how that child will view you if you one don't turn up at all because of that yeah two uh, turn up and just be a complete dickhead uh, to the mother and and her partner, you, yeah. Or three, this is the best option that you have turned up. You have been amicable to the to your wife and your child's mother. You've been amicable to the person that she's seeing. Um, and you. Am I still on? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. My my my, uh, my brother's just trying to call me there. And and you have spent time with your child, and your child will look at you and will absolutely adore you for doing that for the rest of their lives because you've spent that time with them don't let the relationship with your ex-partner get in the way of your child's well-being and growing up and just and letting them be with you and you show them what what you know how good you can be because it doesn't necessarily always have to cost money and this is what a lot of the people get caught, caught up with is is financial at this time of year it is very very tough especially this year the biggest energy crisis we've ever had in the uk very very tough extremely tough but just you being there, playing with them, telling them jokes, telling them stories, hanging around with them, cuddling them, you know, like having that physical contact with these children um, and and your whole attitude um, will have a, a fantastic effect on them for the rest of their lives, as will you not turning up will have a massive negative effect, as yep. will you turning up, getting completely pissed out of your head, being an arsehole, um, you know all of that stuff will still have an effect on your children, so oh, don't does. be that person, be the good, be the good person, be the dad that you want your child to to know you as is yeah, is ultimately exactly.
0: uh, no absolutely, and I think that that yeah, that resonates hugely and and the finance thing you know that's a big resonation for a lot of people at the moment and you know we have to acknowledge and and i was only you know i had a conversation with my daughters actually earlier on on that exact thing i said you know we've removed the religious aspect it feels from christmas completely although that's what it was foundationed on um i said well do we have do we need to wh- where is the need to provide thousands of pounds worth of fucking goods on a certain day and i said to my daughters i said so if i didn't buy you presents would you be gutted and they'd be like well Everyone asks the question, I said, well, no, but what if I bought you some practical stuff? And I was like, we'll buy a load of, um, we'll get a full family kit out for pyjamas. We'll sit down and we'll just eat, drink and be merry merry on the day and remove the financial aspect. And they went, well, that's what it should be about. And it just goes to show that that that's where... We put our own financial burden on ourselves by not trying to nurture the kids and by co- constantly pandering down to society, and that puts an unknown pressure on men, and that's a, that's ultimately what sometimes tips us over.
1: Mate, I, um, me and my wife made this decision a few years back, uh, fought back four four years ago, four or five years ago, um, that we we stopped buying Christmas presents for each other at Christmas, right? yeah um and i mean i was so over the moon with that because i can never know i don't i never know what she bloody wants anyway do you know what i mean yeah, yeah one year i did make a list and i thought right i've got this nailed and and it still wasn't exactly right but um what we done is we said right okay let's let's look at the situation that, that we're in right we end up getting to christmas day and she, she buys me the things that she thinks i want i buy her the things that she thinks she wants we both pretend to be really happy with these mediocre gifts that we've got, which aren't exactly the ones that things that we'd asked for, um, or, or like me, you've already bloody bought the thing and you've kept it secret from her. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So now you've got fucking two of them. (laughs) right? So I said, let's just do the Christmas thing. We will always buy each other new Christmas pajamas, new dressing gown, new slippers, right? Yeah. Done let's then give to the charities that are close to our heart. And um, rather than pissing about spending money on these fucking things that we think the person likes, how about we go, well, listen, let's give 50 quid to dogs trust. Let's give 50 quid to, um, you know, uh, many tears, animal rescue. Let's give 50 quid to teenage cancer trust. You know what I mean? We've done that. And, 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 and it's, it works for us. It really does work for us. Um, that because I mean, it's
0: an important dynamic, though, isn't it? In, but you, mate,
1: you... I, you won't believe how how much. Um, uh, maybe not everyone's the same, but I really do get a buzz out of uh, you know g- giving
0: giving to charity. Yeah, of course you will, because you're helping somebody, and and I know you do that, which is an absolutely fantastic thing, and I think you've you you you've got a really good concept there. And it's a concept that I, um, I, I use in a slightly different way um, in the sense that we don't buy each other's presents anymore because there's just no point because it's exactly what you said. If I want something, I'll, I'll try and buy it throughout the year. I won't wait, certainly wait for one day at the end of the year, just to, gr- to grab what it is. And like you said, you might say, I want, oh, can I have this? They'll go out and Google whatever the fuck it is. It will be nowhere near the quality, the product that you were actually looking for or the quality for whatever if you do a sport or something so it's just a waste of money. And then you think to yourself, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. But what you've done is you've taken that even that, that that step further and I suppose when you get to a situation where you can do that, that that's um a fantastic thing to to be able to do um is is give to charity, but even just by reducing that cost and doing something tradition-wise, you like you said the tradition was you you buy each other slippers you know, uh, um, pajamas and a dressing gown. That's a really practical thing. You know, you can't get it wrong. You, it's going to be fun. You can buy matching, you can buy crazy, you can do whatever you want. And then you don't have that, that extra bit. And I think it's definitely a way to do it. Well, mate, that you know, and I'm not, I'm not
1: here. I'm not the advocate here going, Hey, listen, everyone should give to charity. Everyone should give charity. Listen, I get uh, different circumstances, different people. Right. But Mm -hmm. as grown fucking adults, right. If, if you're, (sighs) If you're sitting there and you're arguing every fucking Christmas because you've know you got your missus the wrong Christmas present or she got you the wrong fucking Christmas present, blah, blah, blah. Well then don't buy the presents. Just spend that on your kids. Spend it on your fucking kids. Cause as we all know, <laughs> Father Christmas is elves. They don't have enough time to make presents for adults. Uh, so, you know, they only have time to make the presents for the children. What? So, you know, just fucking, just go, right, listen, let's not get each other presents. Let's not argue over Christmas, right? Uh, let's spend the money on the children or let's not even worry about it. Let's put the money in the fucking electric box. So we've got lights and heating and, you know,
0: what I did last year was um, I I did something similar. It wasn't like that. I don't know if you remember what I did last year. We've done something similar this year, but last year was um, there was a woman on the street. Um, She's got, she had three kids. She, you know, she had a bit of a a rough background and, and her kids had no, fucking no, no presents or anything she didn't even have she couldn't even put when i went up to her house um she didn't even have the fucking electricity on she didn't have there was no electricity there was no gas she had no food in the house she was her house was fucking freezing her dad had come around um in the morning which is why we went up in the afternoon to check she was okay he didn't even put electricity on the fucking didn't even put 10 pound on the meter so i went up there and i felt fucking guilty and um more so, I felt guilty, but I didn't really do anything about it because I was kind of like I didn't think I could. And last year, uh, my missus said, "I want to buy. I, I don't want those kids, those so three kids, to have nothing." So we went to Sports Direct, spent a hundred quid. Um, Well, we didn't, we didn't spend, we bought more tracksuit each, and then we spent the rest of the money. So I had a hundred pounds spare, not spare, but that's what we were going to spend on each other, 50 pound each. So I said we went to um, Tesco's and, or Aldi, I think it was actually, um, and bought a load of uh, Christmas meal stuff and put 20 pound on her electric so she could cook the meal for the next day. And this year... Um, When we went shopping uh, yesterday, I went round, picked up an extra twenty pounds worth of food, and put twenty pounds worth of different stuff in the food bank in Tesco's. And that was my way of giving back a little bit. And it is very rewarding to do. Um, Doesn't it feel
1: fantastic, man? And and you know what? That is such a noble gesture of what you've done there, because you know those kids. And this is this is the difference between you know being an adult and being uh, you know and having the mindset of a child. Is a child if you said. Hey, listen. You're not getting any presents this year because we've given uh, fifty pounds to charity. They won't understand that. They're like, "Well, hang on, but what,
0: oh, father, what's Father I Christmas?" I want the Father him- Christmas yeah, bit. Yeah, like, all, the, all the
1: fucking films, all every single fucking film that features Father Christmas, he's got some fucking elves making some toys. Do you know what I mean? So, well, why haven't they made me a toy? Why haven't they made me a fucking toy this year? You know, what yeah. I mean, uh, you know, why did they? Why did they give money to bloody charity? So children won't understand that as such. So I'm not saying everyone should give to fucking charity, but what you done there was you gave that mother uh, that opportunity to say, look, there you go. This is what father Christmas has has got for you.
0: It was was a difficult situation. I was, I, I had morals in the sense that, i knew the i knew the girl uh, in the sense that she lived on the estate and i know she's had a bit of a rough background she'd been she'd had a bit of a, a problem child um uh, sorry problem child uh, boyfriend he was into a bit of um drugs and I, and i did i did feel that she got herself clean by moving in on her so on her own but she was also on her own but dependent on him for finances because she was carrying one of his kids. He ended up going to fucking jail, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then she was left with nothing. So I was morally thinking fucking hell, this is because of drugs. And and, and this is why this has happened. And then my missus who is fucking child through and through was, and w- when we sat down and spoke about it, she said, I just don't want those kids to ever wake up in the morning and not feel loved at Christmas and not have something to open. And, um, one of the, the lads, um, Callum, his name was. He had ADHD, um, and he all he wanted was an Adidas tracksuit. You know, a two-piece. Um, what we used to walk around in shell suits in the fucking in in the eighties, nineties so we, we went to sports directs that wasn't a lot of money that was 16 quid i think for for the two in matching for him and his brother and then a little one for his sister and then for the baby we bought a a, a nice uh, onesie and all that sort of stuff and then went and bought all the food and we we wrapped all the presents up and didn't put any put labels on them tags on them but without actually writing anything down on it so she could say that they were from her so yeah, they said from her or from father christmas or but whatever she said, she said from father christmas which was uh, you know a nice gesture i just said uh, Make sure they've got they've got something. And then, you know, put her electricity on. Because the kids were sat in the house. They had he had to go to the shop to buy a fucking sandwich because they couldn't cook anything. They had no freezer. I said, What are you doing about your freezer? She goes, Well, I haven't got anything in there. It's in the fridge. We've got to just look what we've got left. So and I could see she was five pound in the negative on the meter. So I I put the five pound on, which is the emergency, and then I put the ten pound on and then I put another ten pound on to take her into the next two days. And yeah, I mean I, I've never spoke to her since, and, and we haven't seen each other since. But at the same time, I know that she, the day after, she was eternally grateful that her kids had had a, a great Christmas. And her son actually um, went by and said thank you to me about two or three weeks later. So he must have known, she must have said something. She was a nice person, just the wrong crowd, really. But
1: Yeah, man, and do you know what? Sometimes these these acts of kindness, you will never, ever get a thank you from it. No, I didn't want to thank you though. Yeah, but but, but and, and I think or those children will remember that forever. And and you know what? Who gives a toss if if you get the thanks or what have you? They'll know that that you know their mum that specific year who was on her. It sounds like she was on her ass. Um, yes, yeah,
0: she was. Yeah, absolutely. She it, she didn't manage to...
1: To to do something, or Father Christmas managed to still get to their house, do you know what I mean? And kept that fucking dream alive. And the kids never went hungry on fucking Christmas Day because, uh, you know, in this new job, in this new job role that I've got, I say new, it's not really new anymore. There is, you know, almost a golden, golden rule um, that no matter what, no matter what, you have to think about the child. Always every single fucking time mate no matter if you know the person might be your fucking best mate and it only happened once and it's you know it's only just a silly argument and it's only this and that and things got out of control it was an accident you have to think of that child's well-being and safety
0: you know because every time every fucking time no matter what because you're i think if you didn't think like that what you've got to remember is that person or It's an adult who, whether they've had an argument, one altercation or one, whatever it may be, they're an adult. They, 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 they know society. They know the rules of the law. They know the boundaries of the law. They know all this because we've all been taught it as we've grown up children. They don't need to be subject to these things because all you're doing is two lives are getting wasted. Yeah. Three or four, you know, depending on how many children are being subject to this. And that's what, and that was the gearing. That was the driving factor for me. That's I knew that, in fact, do you know what the driving factor wasn't the family for me. The driving factor for me was that I knew that my, my wife was happy. I, she, she just, she broke down in tears when she knew that when we went around to see her, she broke down in tears in the car. And said, "I just don't, she said, and we, she didn't have any spare money. She said, what can you, do? is there anything we can do? And I said, well, I'll put it on the credit card for now and I'll pay it next month. Um, cause again, it was an expense I didn't expect so she just looked at me and said thank you we went shopping she was like it was like it was her own children and she just said i just don't want a child to ever go about and that's what the humbling bit for me was that christmas last year i just felt amazing because she felt amazing because she had done something that she made her internally happy and it was a, a long-term memory here i am now a year later still talking about that act that i didn't want recognition i didn't video it i didn't stick it on social media although I'm talking about it now, it's it, it's the random acts of kindness that that give you a great deal. Even if you're walking around the shops, what's going to stop you buying a, a an extra tin of uh, celebrations at £3.50 and putting it in the basket at the end at Christmas for some family to go into a fucking food bank, which there's so many people that have to do it, and pick up a box of celebrations and enjoy a chocolate?
1: Well, this is the thing, mate, isn't it? And it all comes down to how your circumstances in life fairly warrant if you can if you can do that then absolutely absolutely but listen if you know i'm not here saying hey guys just uh everyone needs to go out and buy some, you know yeah
0: if you're not feeding yourself you
1: know you you, you know feed just your, feed yourself and your family first but absolutely. if you do have that spare couple of quid why not and speaking of that mate right Um, the Salvation Army advert's just come on. Has it? Yeah. And I just want to put this out there, right? So uh, if you want to give, should you wish to give, you can just text the word GIFT, G-I-F-T, to 70020. Or you can, uh, you know, visit salvationarmy.org.uk forward slash donate. And then finally, old school 0800 028 9111. Now, I'm not sure that that number is just for giving. That might be if you're having a tough time yourself.
0: That is, um, that is, if you're having a tough time. It's only because I, I, put it on my LinkedIn earlier on. Actually, about uh, I put in a uh, Christmas can be tough, and I put in a link to Mind and um, Calm and all of those good charities that help mental health at, at this time of year. They're really yeah. it is so important. And and we've we we've, we've we've spoken about a lot tonight, um, and I think it's been absolutely fantastic. And like you've rightly said, don't stress yourself. St- you know, don't stretch yourself. Your circumstances will dictate what you can afford to do in life just because it gave me that boost that boost was an ability i was able to do at the time Um, i'm not saying i could do that this year so i didn't i wasn't able to do that so i just gave what i could so you absolutely have to remember that but one of the big things for me is is don't sit there and suffer in silence even if you just want one of the big things for me this countdown this build up to christmas and jumping on a podcast every day was because i just wanted to people someone give the ability for someone to listen because I know how lonely it can be. It's never amazing. Um, and, And you do sit there watching all these happy adverts. Like you said, Christmas can be full of joy, spirits, it's colorful. It can be absolutely everything you want it to be, but if you're not in the right place, you will just see black and white. The thing is, we don't want you to see black and white. What we want you to do is get the support. So you reach out to Calm, you reach out to Mind, you reach out to these uh, mental health charities. If you just need someone to talk to, just to bring a bit of colour back into your life and make sure that we fight the fight for next year and we go into the you know, 2023 with a positive attitude to ourselves, you know, don't stretch yourself out. I want to, um, jump in there very
1: quickly and tell you about, a, a, a thing that I saw, it was on Facebook and it was some, some of, uh, arguably the, the world's best actors, uh, all in one room, right? They're all in one room. It was kind of, <laughs> it, it wasn't like a mafia meeting and it wasn't like Band-Aid, but it was halfway in between, right? And all these actors were there and they were all kind of giving each other a little bit of advice, right? Now, this isn't anything to do with Christmas as such, right? They're all giving a bit of advice. Now, let me tell you who was there, right? Freeman was there. Right. right? Um, Pacino was there.
0: Fucking
1: oh, uh, hell. Um, De Niro was there. You had uh, DiCaprio was there. Tom That's a hell of a man's meeting. <laughs> Tom Hanks was there. Um, who else? Bloody Sil- Stallone was there. Blah blah blah. Right. Anyway, yeah. it, they're all going around and they're all talking to each other. Like, right? and, and I don't know if these guys actually hang around in the same circles. I'm not sure. This might have been staged as such, but they're all just having a chat. Ultimately, right. And it got round to Tom Hanks, and 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 they was asking, you know, what's the best bit of advice you've you've got, and uh, and this is where it comes on to to life, right. And Tom Hanks said no matter at what stage you are in your life, you might be on top of the mountain, you might be at the bottom of the mountain looking up. He said, but always remember, this too shall pass. Right? Yes. This too shall pass. And he said, whenever you're in dire straits and you're having the worst time of your life, this too shall pass and it will get better. Right? Whenever you're at the top of your game and you've got all the money and all the food and all the wealth and everything and and all the happiness, just remember, this too shall pass. It can't always stay happy, happy, happy and and at the best of your game. So plan for that. But like we come to this very, very poignant time of year, Christmas... If you are in a bad bad place just remember that this too shall pass and things will get better. Things will 100% get better. 100%. And if and you know what? And if you and if you're just loving Christmas, guess what? Unfortunately, this too shall pass. Yeah, so, <laughs> so plan for it. Plan for for you know, you might be you might be able to do all of this stuff, but listen, get ready for next year because next year you might not be in the same position. So get your, get your food tokens, get your, uh, you know, your, what they're called. I don't know if they'd still do them in Tesco, it? like the food stamps where you can put a couple of quid in, you got throughout the year you get these stamps out you've got at the end of the year you've got like oh
0: i don't know that i think they do do that actually do you remember do
1: you remember the ones
0: my mum used to put on um like 10 pound a month into a little sticker it was like a it was actually a stamp like a fucking post office stamp. yeah it was like a post office stamp yeah, yeah. and you went in and and whatever you had which was normally which used to say 10 pound a month so every month you had 120 pound to go into the shop and that was the food shop for christmas so absolutely there there will be things out there because you can do the one where you pay um annually to you pay in monthly for um the like a hamper the hamper, the yeah. hamper. Parks Hampers or something like that. I Parks think that's Hampers it. or something like that. And then you can get fucking, my mum used to do that for years, for a couple of years when she was, you know, sort of uh, not on the bread line, but she, that's how she, she gave us vouchers at the end of the year. So she used to put in, you know, 20, 40 pound a month, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that was for the three kids. And then it'd be like, right, there you go. There's your voucher. And it used to be at the end of the year, a hundred pounds each and then plus you used to get some stocking fillers. And that was, I mean, obviously we're talking 1996, so a hundred pound was a fairly good amount of money. It wasn't bad. I mean, it used to buy us, well, it used to buy me a pair of kickers and a pair of jeans. So I think kickers were. Oh, you fucking rich. You're one of these rich kids, are you? Cutting them out with your kickers on. I, yeah. I asked no. I asked for a pair of kickers, mate. It took two years, and I had to wait to Christmas to get it. By which time, kickers were pretty much done. Um, but I remember them. They were brown with the little fucking clover leaf kickers fucking tag on it, mate. Yeah, did you keep it? Did you keep it on your laces? Um, if you if you don't, you're a proper geek, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I had one headphone in a fucking bag with one strap across my fucking across my chest. Yeah, of course. Uh, The the tie was tucked in, so all you saw was the knot, nothing else. On a shirt, on a on a polo shirt, um, that was me, mate. And then one one headphone with the other one cut off, all fucking dangling in. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, mate, that was good. Like I say, it's a tough time, but this too shall pass. This too shall pass, mate. So, and that comes from the guru, Tom
1: Hanks, mate. And you know, he he fucking fucking knows, mate.
0: He knows, mate. He knows. (laughs) Last point.
1: Last point I've got. Last yep. point I've got this minute, right? Uh if you're one of these um people who are out there who are thinking of buying a pet for Christmas, um just think before you do. Can you financially afford the pet for let's say, you know, average a time average ten years? Can you afford vet bills for 10 years? Can you afford pet insurance for 10 years? Can you afford to feed that animal every single day, twice a day, maybe for 10 years? And can you afford to look after that pet um, for 10 years? Have you got enough friends to be able to uh, look after that pet when you want to go away on holiday for a weekend? Or can you afford a... um, you know, like a, a pet place where you drop off your pet for for two weeks or a week or something while you should go on holiday? Can you afford that? And if, and if the answer's no to any of them questions, no matter how good it would feel to give your child a puppy or a kitten for Christmas, don't fucking do
0: it. Because... Well, and, and do you know what? I have a fucking little little financial uh point about that because i only spoke to my sister-in-law yesterday she has a three-year-old cocker spaniel that was didn't eat for a couple of days so they took it into the vets they have insurance um everything you know all the good stuff they thought they were doing everything right they got the insurance package with the dog took him in they wanted to look after him overnight they said to him, he, uh, you know he needs to take this this and this so they looked after him they picked him up the next morning and the bill was 800 pounds yeah now The excess was 150 on their insurance so okay then they're expecting that that leaves 650 pounds left to pay yeah so the 650 pounds that was left on the on the account the insurance covered 300 pounds of it so they still had to pay not only the excess of 150 but the other 350 so that was 450 pounds they paid out of their own pocket for something they thought insurance completely covered there we go so just be absolutely mindful and that was a bill that they got yesterday or two two days ago um and that was just before christmas and that's for their dog so you absolutely you don't know when it's going to happen insurance look at the fine print but nine times out of ten that insurance will never fully cover that dog so be prepared or pet because there will be a financial impact with that
1: my missus who went around you know i said to her, she went around and got her nails done yeah yeah, so she went um, last time. She went round there. They had a Chihuahua, a little Chihuahua. Yeah, how big are they? Tiny, tiny little yeah. dogs. Yeah, Chihuahua weren't there anymore this time. And my missus says, "Where's, where's your dog?" She went, "Oh, we had to, we had to give him away because uh, we couldn't afford him." And now okay, we're not.
0: I don't know how people can do that. I don't, I I understand, I understand the circumstances behind having to give up a dog. If, if, if you've had something financial hit you in the chest, you know, that you didn't expect, you know, but at the same time, you, you shouldn't do it. It's it, the, the pet is not a disposable object. It is part of the family. I've had dogs all my life and I've got three fucking dogs. Um, You know, so I absolutely know the burden that they can impact on. But at the same time, they are an extension to me. They are part of my family. So, yeah. you know, I that's why you need to be mindful not to go out and do such a commitment. And as you've rightly said, you're talking 10 to 15 years for some dogs. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's 10 to 15 years. You're going to have that burden and it's going to get a burden at the start because you're going to have all the inoculations. You'll probably get a lull in the middle. Uh, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 I know what you meant, but it's not a burden having a pet. It's No, it's just a bit of a, fi- it's a financial commitment.
0: Commitment's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. It's not yeah. a burden. No, but it, it it's a financial commitment. That's exactly right. You've, you've 100% corrected me there. And, and, and that's what people forget they they forget about the commitment of it and it's it might be one of those ones where even if you've got to say for instance they turn around to you and say this is going to cost x amount of um, money you're still going to have to take the tough decisions and that's still going to financially commitment into into taking any tough decisions you've got to make so you just got to be absolutely that's a really poignant point this time of year mate really good
1: your your child may have been on about a puppy or a kitten for you know the, all all year right mine has <laughs> but, but let me tell you this, let me tell you this, gentlemen, um, your child, no matter how much they've told you they will, they will not clean up the shit of the, out in the garden. They will not clean up when the piss and the shit, when the puppy is pissing and shitting all over the house. They won't do it, right? They will not do it. Um, they will not clean up the sick, That you know, if, if, your, if your dog pukes everywhere. They will not get the hoover out and start hoovering the house with the dog hair and the pet hair. Uh, all over the house. They will not take the dog out in the fucking rain, right? That will all—all all of that stuff I mentioned here will come down to you. It will no, come bro. down to you. And if you're not fucking prepared to do all of that, and 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 they will not take the fucking dog to the vets when it's sick because they'll be fucking crying, right? If you're not prepared to do that, don't fucking buy a fucking pet. I'm telling <laughs> you now, <laughs> no. because you know, like tonight, I, 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 <laughs> it was this afternoon actually. And uh, I got out the shower. I went into the bedroom, and I went, "Oh, lovely." So one of my dogs had uh, just decided to puke all over our bed uh, in two nice. places. So you know, if you're not prepared to fucking clean, you know, strip the fucking bed sheets and clean the fucking, have to get the duvet into the fucking dry cleaners. Um, you know, just just remember, and this doesn't stop. My my dogs are fucking what was nine and nine and seven and you know it doesn't stop the financial no, impact does not stop every no, time no, i've been to no. the vets numerous times this year with the bloody ears and eyes and bloody you know one of them's limping a bit now so and it costs a lot of money and medication costs a lot a lot of money there ain't no NHS for fucking pets. i tell you well, that there now.
0: Is, there isn't. And that, and that's the thing. At this time of year, we all think it's... My daughter said she wanted a cat. She wanted a ginger cat for Christmas. And I went, I, first, of all, I've got three dogs. So I'm not having a cat in the fucking house. And second off, no. If you want a cat, wait till it's your commitment. Wait till you have to do all of the stuff for it. Because you're you're 15. You are going to be around my house probably for the next couple of three years, yeah. in, unless you want to fly the coop early. Are you going to take that cat with you? And she went, "Well, no, because I want to live my life." And I am like, "It's your fucking cat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't want yeah. you to leave your cat for the next fucking fifteen years because cats can live even longer and I, hanging around my house <laughs> for the next fifteen yeah. fucking years. I don't want that."
1: <laughs> but what I will also say as well is, um, you know, that famous, famous saying that a dog is a man's best friend. Mm. Uh, I genuinely believe that I, I, I genuinely. genuinely fucking believe that. So if you, all them questions that I asked, earlier, if you can answer yes, that you are ready for that. Right. And you might be having some kind of, uh, you know, you might be having mental health problems yourself at the moment. Um, and you don't have any pets, a dog really can take you to places that you are are so much better off.
0: Oh, them. mate! Um, my dog saved my life. It's as simple as that. The, Casper saved my life, mate. I I was in fucking bed um, 24 fucking... I didn't want to do anything. I had no motivation. I bought a puppy. He got me out because I was watching this fucking puppy grow. I learned to train him. I... I took him to training classes, he became man's best friend, I took him to fucking Salisbury Plain, and just, we went walking for miles, I lost weight, I felt amazing, he fucking bonded with me, Uh, genuinely, genuinely, hand on heart, say, agree with that, if you can make that commitment, they are the best thing in the fucking world, like, I would never, my dog is, like I said, I'd fucking die for my dog, he is is literally my, you know, he's my sole fucking mate, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and you'll get that. You, any, any dog you, you have, um, or any pet, it depends on where you, you go down. But for me, man's best friend is a fucking dog all day long. Oh, without a doubt, mate. You know, and it ju- and they
1: just really do. I know, like I said before, I haven't got any children, so so my time is and my enjoyment I get from my dogs. You know, I think it's absolutely brilliant, and even just the, uh, you know, when one of them jumps up on the sofa and snuggles up to you, it's just it's just amazing feeling. We take them out when you say the magic. There's certain key magic words that I won't say on here because my dogs are next to us now, and if I say them, they'll start <laughs> going mental um so yeah so so, you know and and absolutely fantastic so if if you are struggling with your mental health and you are able to to financially commit and you're able to give your time and stuff like that to a pet then absolutely get one absolutely because you know they are they're brilliant but don't just do it because your child says, Oh, let's get a puppy. Let's get a puppy. Yes. It's they're definitely not, they won't fix your marriage. If your marriage is in a tough place, they won't, um, they won't, they certainly won't give you a better relationship with your child. If you're, you know, you're in a rocky place because, you know, you've got to now look after this, this small pet, um, as well as your children, you yeah. know, that, that doesn't improve it. But, but, you know, if you are maybe, let's say, a guy on your own or what have you, then... Or you can co- commit to that financial thing is what I'm getting at. Then yeah. get, uh,
0: get stuck in. Yeah, get, get stuck in. But it's not... They're, <laughs> not, yeah, they're not it's a fucking dog.
1: <laughs> they're not a Band-Aid. They're not a Band-Aid, they're guys. not that, a
0: Band-Aid, mate. Exactly. No. They're not a Band-Aid. They're there for life. Their life, especially. And a great a great, a great, great addition if you can commit to it. Great addition.
1: Big time. Right mate. Not as much bants on this one, I didn't feel, mate. No,
0: no, we didn't have as much. We got, we, well, we were just stuck in, I think, weren't we? We were stuck in. We haven't caught up for a long time, though, have we? Properly on a podcast. That's a, yeah. So it's That's kind cool. of like the banter. And I think it's this time of year we need to, I think, I don't mind it because this time of year is, is tough and we need to be able to get these points across. So I think it's hard to have too much banter. Um, you know, when, when, when people could be struggling, you want to make sure that everybody feels safe and, is, and and we all ultimately enjoy this time of year as well. Um, although I am looking forward to getting fucking, um, absolute balls deep in fucking loads of food.
1: <laughs> oh, mate. And uh, do you know what this weight loss journey we've been on, uh, it's kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's gone out the window cause I am still conscious of what I'm eating, but I'm also very aware that I do have a full fridge of cheese and yeah. you know i have got a you know what i've got a whiskey and coke on the go now so nice. oh god you know i mean i'm 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 definitely not choosing the salads over the cheese at the moment
0: no 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 but it's like you're like baxter mate from fucking what's his name any um you're not even mad you ate a wheel of cheese oh anchor man anchor man You ain't a whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. (laughs) (laughs) Kieran's the same, actually. Kieran, um, a a fair few years ago, he he got stuck into fucking Camembert cheese. And um, I didn't see him for like two and a half weeks. And then we met up over Christmas and um just for a, an evening to catch up and i genuinely thought he'd eaten the original Kieran i was like what the fuck's happened you fucking <laughs> chunky bastard and and honestly mate if you ever if you speak to him and ask him about christmas he came into the club we went up to the boscombe rec club and we were going to play snooker and or pool whatever it was and he walked through the door and he just, i just i was i walked up to him and i said i'm so sorry mate but fuck me you've put the weight on i didn't even say hello merry christmas i was like i am fuck it he said Mate, i've been drinking one to two bottles of wine every day and i've been eating cheese every day and he, he put on i think in total about two and a half stone over Bloody three hell. weeks. I mean. Yeah, wow. he literally he came in and even fucking our boss at the time, uh Doug, um, even he didn't recognize him. He went, Fucking out, Kieran, you've put some weight on. He didn't even say mate. We'd all said it. It was his face was fucking round, mate. Bloody <laughs> hell. I was like, You have fucking certainly enjoyed this Christmas, you fat <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Um, so he, he's learned, and I, I think he had his MOT the, ever, the other day with a doctor actually, because he's now 41, Yeah, um, he had his his cough drop and finger up the bum hole, um, and he turned around and said, I said, oh, so how did it go then, mate? He was like, oh, yeah, it was all right, actually, not too bad. He said, I've been told I've put on a bit of weight, or I've put some weight, and I need to lose some, and my ca- my cholesterol's really high. I was like, "Look at your fucking diet, mate. No wonder." Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things. I think it's a time for enjoyment, isn't it? And, and I think we do need to enjoy it. Everyone um, overindulges at Christmas, don't they? You know. Yeah, it, but I'm not even mad, mate. I'm not even mad. I love it. I fucking love overindulging. I love the fact that there's a table full of condiments and shit in the house. Not shit, but condiments and fucking nibbles in the house. And every time I walk past it, I'm like, fucking Bosch Toblerone, Bosch fucking roses, Bosch celebrities. I'm just all in, mate. Oh mate, I bought a massive, huge Toblerone the other day. Ah, oh, my missus loves Toblerone, mate. Massive Toblerone,
1: and I was just, I was like, I'll just have little one, little triangle, and uh, that went, that ended up like four little triangles. I hit half the fucking bar, mate. It was massive as well. Wow. Yeah. But wow. it was just so nice. It's just so nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. It is, mate. She, I, I'm not a massive toe fan, but, you know, we're going to digress into chocolate fucking here, mate. <laughs> but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy a dabble with a cup of tea, mate. <laughs> yeah. Right, mate. Should we leave it there? Yeah, mate. Lovely, mate. Great fucking chat. Thank you very much, mate. Um, and the next one, I think, will be a bit banterish. We'll have to get some uh, Christmas spirits in, mate.
1: Definitely, pal. Definitely. Well,
0: let's. let I. I, I I'm not going to be able to join you
1: on your live on Christmas Day because I'll be surrounded by uh, very oh, that, that's
0: just something I was just going to do in the morning just for a, a bit of time, mate, have a chat about. But if you're about any time after, um, you know, throughout the holidays, just give us a shout, mate, and we'll lock in another one.
1: 100% mate. All right, geezer and everyone out there. I, I wish you all the best for, for your Christmas, your Christmas period. Um, please, you know, please don't like Jim said, don't suffer in silence. There are plenty of plenty of people that will happily, happily take their time to listen to you for however long it takes uh, and, and help you in whatever way you need, whatever way they can help you in. So please do not just, you know, suffer in silence to become another stati- statistic statistic there are people and organizations out there to help you no matter what the situation. Um, So, you know, don't ever, ever feel that it's got to the end. There is always something that you can do and someone can help you with. Um, And, you know, and of course, even if that means getting in touch with this show and you just want to know, speak to us or what have you, you know, you know, we'll speak to you. We'll talk to you. Absolutely no dramas. Um, We don't want you to become another statistic.
0: Absolutely. I'm not even going to say anything on top of that, mate. I'll echo those sentiments. And, um, yeah, absolutely fantastic words there, mate. And um, I look forward to the next one, billster Have a happy Christmas, everyone. Take care. No, Merry Christmas, all. Take care.